Welcome to Expertini, a high vibe podcast for experts and brands who want to be extraordinary. I'm your host, Morgs, PR expert turned brand BFF, ideas girl, and of course, espresso martini lover. I'm here to support you with a little hype, a lot of inspiration, and a ton of ideas to take your brand from basic to extraordinary in a way that's fun, practical, and well, a little extra. If you're ready to be seen as the best in the biz and serve the clients of your dreams, then pour yourself a drink and get ready. This is Expertini. Today is a little bit exciting for me because I've got my biz and brand bestie here on the show, who also happens to be the creative genius behind the Expertini brand. So today we'll be taking behind the scenes on the development of Expertini, but we'll be sharing a little bit more than that. So you definitely want to stick around to the end. There will, of course, be Martini stories, business lols, and the story of how Morgs and Lou met, which you'll definitely want to hear. So grab a drink and let's get started. Welcome to the show, Lou. Hello. Thank you for having me. So nice to have you here. So excited. I know. Now, to sort of like kick things off, we'd love to hear from you a little bit about you, your business, who you are. So yeah, jump in. Well, my name is Louise. I'm very excited to be here. I feel like this has been like almost two years in the making. We've been chatting about this. So it's my first podcast interview as well. So I'm a little bit nerve-sided. Made that word up myself. It's funny because people know me as like a pretty extroverted, confident person, but there's definitely something real about stage fright. So (laughs) we'll see how this goes. I have been a graphic designer for about 11 years now, which seems crazy. I'm one of the lucky people that I feel like I've always known what I wanted to be. So I mean, how far back do we want to go? I think I I was in grade three when I knew I wanted to be a graphic designer. So you're definitely natural. Yeah, I won, a, I won a Christmas card design in paint when I was in grade three. So I feel like that kick-started my career. So that's a good story. But yeah, so I've been a, a professional graphic designer for about 11 years. I've sort of worked my way up through local and interstate state design studios. And I've been working for myself for just over four years now. So I found my niche in branding, startups and small businesses, which I absolutely love. So yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. Awesome. Sounds great. Now, what would you say attracted you to branding and design and the work you do today? I know that you've mentioned that you've always been attracted to design and art, and I 100% agree that you've def- you're definitely born to do what you do. You're amazing at it. But what would you say that attracted you to, I guess, like branding specifically? Because I know that's what you specialize in and websites too, and I know you love packaging. What would you say that's really attracted you to, I guess, like that area of design? Well, I guess, you know, when you start off in your career as a graphic designer, you sort of dabble in everything. So, I mean, like magazine layouts. I used to collect magazines when I was in high school. I'm just obsessed with like the beautiful designs and the covers. And I think that's what kind of started my interest in design. But as I sort of worked through the different studios, I got handed more briefs for logo design and and branding. And I think really only in the last six years, I really understood what branding meant. And it's just kind of about elevating elevating businesses and just that transformation that you can provide but I mean I do holistic branding so it still involves all of the different aspects like you know packaging and stationery and signage and websites so I think it's just about that holistic approach and making everything consistent and sort of seeing seeing a project from start to finish completely that I love so that's probably my favorite part about branding I guess is just that kind of holistic approach to it. 
It must be so exciting too, like when you have a brand come to you and they really have this vision that they want to create and then you can you can basically create it for them and then deliver that. It must be like such an exciting moment for you and also for them. Like you talk about the transformation, but I just feel like that would be so exciting to sort of be part of that process, I guess, and be part of elevating the brand, like their journey in a way as well, like as their business too. Yeah. And it's really interesting because every project is so different. Like some clients come to me and they have a really clear, you know, visual direction that they want, or some people really have no idea and they want to leave it to me and they know, you know, how they want their business to be positioned, but they don't really have a creative bone in them. So it's kind of all left to me. So it's very varied. And I love that. Obviously you had a, a very strong creative vision, which I loved, which we bonded over many a cocktail. So that was fun. But yeah, I just love the, the varied kind of work that I do every day is completely different, which is awesome. Yeah. And your work's always so diverse. And like, every time you show me a brand brand that you've done, I'm like, oh my God, wow. Like, how did you come up with this? It's so cool. So yeah, I love seeing like all the different work that you've done. Like as your friend, well, like seeing everything evolve and a bit of an insight into me to everyone who's listening. I am brand obsessed. So I'd, I have to say like, that's probably one of the things that Lou and I connected on originally because without being a designer myself, I'm obsessed with branding and everything related to branding. I sometimes think that I should have been a designer in like a past life because I sometimes feel the need to create a project just to create a new brand or and also love packaging and wanting wanting to just make things cool and elevate it a little bit more. So love that we've been able to connect on that. And yeah, I think there's so much power in branding and how it can really transform a business and just really create. I love the feeling that it really creates from the outside as well, like for customers and a brand's audience, that connection that they feel just purely because of an element of design or branding. I think it's just so powerful. So I think that's Absolutely. what excites me the most about branding and brand experience in particular is probably an area that very much excites me too. So yeah, I love seeing so many different brands evolve online and seeing what everyone's doing. I just find it very interesting. I love the psychology behind it as well. So that makes yeah. two of us. <laughs> I have to say, I do, I am going to step in here and say, I do feel like we are a match made in brand heaven. But before I get into that, I'm going to sort of tell you a little bit about how we actually met because it definitely wasn't a love at first sight story. But so Louise and I actually met about three and a half years ago. We were in a business mastermind together. Shout out to the founders team, which we were in for a couple of years and it was our first ever mastermind that we joined. And it was face-to-face mastermind at the time. And being like the classic extroverted me, like I remember like rocking up on the first day and as usual had so much to say and so much energy. And I just remember, um, Lee naturally being like a little bit more, I guess, like introverted in that moment and overwhelmed probably from all my energy. Um, <laughs> so I think at the start, I think you were like, oh, I don't know if she likes me or like, I think she's just a bit, she's a bit too much, this girl. But I loved like getting to know you at that point because your business was quite new and fresh then. And like how seeing like how you've evolved since then and like being part of your journey, I guess, like in the early days. And then we actually ended up working together at Prospect Studios in a co-working office and and feel like we really got to know each other then. And I really got to see firsthand how talented Louise is and actually pinched her to work on a few client projects of mine. So we got to collaborate on some really cool stuff together. And I feel like we've made such a good team because I feel like I'm quite a... I'm quite a creative and quite a vision quester, as I like to say. I have a really great idea in my head and you're really great at bringing that to life as well. So I feel like being two creatives but having completely different skill sets has made us like a really great team. Um, 
But yeah, shortly after going over to Prospect Studios and realizing that we both loved espresso martini, we'd often meet on a Friday afternoon at Lobby Bar in Brisbane or sometimes Howard Smith Wharfs and enjoy a martini, espresso, of course, on a Friday afternoon. And we'd chat about, you know, how our week was going and like what we're working on and like all the cool things we're doing in our business. And I think that was just such a connection point in our friendship and like something that helped us really get to know each other and something that we still do today like only last week we're at lobby bar having an espresso so yeah so that's yeah I I guess what we can take away from that is first impressions aren't always what you see is what you get so yeah it's been yeah it's been such a fun journey I guess like being being your friend over the last couple of years but also seeing your business evolve to where you are now it's been really exciting to see your transformation Wow, what an intro. <laughs> How do I follow on from that? I think, yeah, I, I actually re- remember the first day in that mastermind and I was only, I think I was only about six months into working for myself and so I was not really sure what to expect and you've just got this such big energy and actually I thought, I didn't think you liked me. So <laughs> that was that was the first impression and I think it's just your, like what I've come to love about you is your your passion and let's be honest your bluntness which is awesome which I share with you and I definitely think after a few cocktails I can get on your level so that's kind of how we bonded <laughs> definitely um, yeah and I just love like I know you've mentioned that you mentioned this how you you're, you're a creative as well which is so fun but I feel like you're the ideas queen you've got all these amazing ideas and then I'm the realist who just like pulls you in and actually like is like okay what hang on <laughs> what's this going to achieve? How can we get to where we want to be? We don't need to do all of the things, Morgan. Let's just focus on this. I feel like that's also why we work really well together. So yeah, I love that. Definitely. Hey, you know, you've helped, you've, you've basically talked me out of creating my own packaging line. So (laughs) when it definitely wasn't needed or necessary, so definitely, definitely agree. So yeah. (laughs) It's been a wild, fun ride, that's for sure, and many more martinis to look forward to. But I'd love to sort of dive into Expertini because obviously it's been... That's why we're here. And that's why we're here and that's what people want to know. So let's dive into that. And I guess, I guess... Yeah, I guess it's really been a long time coming for me because I've I've had this dream of creating a podcast for quite a while now. Um, and for me and because I've been there. <laughs> definitely. I think it was even in our masterminds I was talking about it. So going back a few years now. And I guess for me, being the perfectionist that I am and I guess like having a particular vision, I guess the timing for me was really important and getting really clear on what I wanted the brand to be because as you know, I wasn't just looking to create a podcast. I really wanted to create a brand as well, which is pretty unique for a podcast because, and I know we've had this conversation when you really only need a cover art photo and then that's sort of it. But for me, of course, being the extra person that I am, I wanted <laughs> to go full bang with like a brand and we'll dive into that a little bit more in a second. But I'd love to know, like when I first came to you and we were chatting about Expertini, what would you say it was that excited you the most about a project, I guess in particular being the first podcast branding project as well? Yeah, well, I mean, we, I feel like we've been chatting about it for years and, I mean, you, you spitball business ideas all the time. So it was kind of at the, at the time one of those those ideas that you, you talked about, which is so fun. But then I remember you kind of suggesting names to me and I know you haven't shared this yet, but you originally had another name for your podcast, which you had to change. And I feel like it was for the best because when you, I can actually remember we we're sitting at Mr. Percival's on the deck with another friend and you said that you wanted to call your podcast Expertini and I was just obsessed. I think it's the coolest name. I love the merge of the two words. 
I love experts. I love cocktails. And I was just really excited. And I feel like, you know, the direction, the visual direction and what you want to do, like it's just something that we've always chatted about over many months and probably even many years. So it wasn't, you know, a case of you just handing me a brief and having a chat, a formal, a formal meeting about it. It was kind of, it just grew naturally. And so I feel like it was only only natural that we work together on the visual identity for it. So yeah, I mean, I didn't know I was going to be your first podcast guest at the time. So it's very exciting, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've loved it. Got to have the star of the show as the first interview. <laughs> well, thank um, you. Yeah, definitely agree. And yeah, just going back to that previous name that I originally wanted to use, and, and I always go back to this. I think at the time it just feels like the worst thing in the world to happen, especially when you sort of have an idea in your head and you have a name in your head. But I totally believe that things have a way of working out. And I'm just so glad now that, like, Expertini is the name because, yeah, just love it in so many ways. I feel like it's very me and just think it's really fun, which, of course, was the vibe that I wanted to create with the podcast too. So, and, you know, working with you, it never really feels like work. I'm pretty sure we had, like, our yeah. first strategy meeting, like, at Lobby Bar over espressos and then went out for dinner afterwards. So that will probably give you an insight into my working relationship with Louise. Um, Best tax deduction just, ever. <laughs> Like everything I guess we do is just so fun. Like, and I just think the work that I do, I always want it to be like a natural alignment of me as a person, because that's when I really feel like you're, you're really working in line with your purpose and doing work that you love to do. And it was only a couple of weeks ago when I know we caught up, I think we had breakfast and I was like, okay, cool. I want to do this, this, and this I've decided for the podcast is like a bit of a brand extension. And I remember in my head thinking, oh, is this a bit extra? Is this like not necessary? And then sharing it with you and you were equally as excited for me. And I think that's what I love too. Cause even though you do love to rein it in when I need to, I love that you share in that excitement with me too. And that it's just, it's fun. And it's just like two of us, like sharing ideas and working out, I guess, a strategy of how that's going to come together. So that's probably what I'd say that, um, I enjoyed the most about the project and what excited me. Couldn't imagine working with another designer. Would definitely not have the same experience. So you were definitely the perfect girl for the job. Yay. And I think like with this project and with a lot of my projects, I end up being the target market as well. So I think it's fun when, you know, you come up with ideas and I'm like, oh, I'm so on board with that. Sign me up. It just makes it more collaborative and you just achieve awesome results. So I love that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you can tell we're two branding girls right now. I mean, you've got your pink earrings on. I've got my pink <laughs> shirt on. You can't see us, guys, but we definitely brought the brand to the table today for this interview. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, while we're on the topic about branding, I'd love to know, what do you feel like, I know that we've talked a little bit about what you love to do specifically, but what do you think it is that really just excites you the most? Like what really lights you up in particular? Is there a particular area that you love to do or, or anything in particular? Just give us some a little bit of an insight. I feel like I feel like branding is all about the feeling. So just the way that a brand and a visual identity can instantly facilitate this connection between your brand and your potential customer in like five seconds without even reading anything. Like I just I absolutely love that about branding and I feel like that should be the goal in any branding project, it's just about creating that feeling and really figuring out what it is, what makes you different and, and really kind of portraying, portraying that feeling. And so on all of, and as I mentioned earlier, like it's not just about the logo, it's about all of the different touch points. So, you know, for you, it's your cover art and your social media and your website and the way you introduce yourself. And there's just so many facets to, to branding. And obviously I only focus on the, the visuals. I've got other experts I work with like yourself on the words and the photography and kind of it all ties in together. But I think the thing that I just love about branding is just 
how all of these all of these visual aspects can just kind of create that feeling and with so much visual clutter and so much choice these days I just think it's so important to make that instant connection with someone so that's what I love about branding oh definitely totally agree it's all about that storytelling connection and I guess the experience that you want to create as well for whether that's your customers or your clients too so yeah absolutely love that I guess it's the same for me too in just like a different way and the work that I do through brand experience strategy and messaging and all that kind of thing too so love that and speaking of stories do you have (laughs) a best or favorite business story that's like or brand story that sort of happened along your business journey that you'd love to share with us Yeah, look, let's be honest. You did tell me this question before, so I could have a bit of a think about it. And I feel like, I feel like the project I wrapped up yesterday actually is pretty cool. So I launched a website yesterday for an interior designer based in Oxfordshire, just out of London. Like how cool is that? So a few months ago, I think it was probably like five months ago now, because that's how long we worked together. She randomly came across a post that I had pinned on Pinterest, just a branding project. And I'm not the most consistent person at marketing my own business you know I post some stuff on Pinterest I post some stuff on Instagram sometimes that's pretty much it but she found this post on Pinterest and then clicked through and then she really connected and resonated with another post that I'd put on Instagram and so she reached out to me and we had a late night zoom call because the time difference is a bit hectic (laughs) and yeah we just we just connected and signed her up and I did a complete rebrand and new website for this awesome interior designer in London and I just love that the power of social media and the internet and working with people around the globe. I just think that's a really cool story just to share with people. Like you don't have to, I mean, I'm, I advocate for marketing, right? But you don't have to have this hectic strategy. Like sometimes you just have to have the right messaging and the right content and make sure it's aligned to your business and magic can happen. Love that. And I actually, I remember that day, I think it was in the afternoon and you sent me a message and you were like, I've got a Zoom call with someone in the UK. Like I'm so excited. And I was just so excited for you because like, that's just like the power of being online, I guess, and what you can create for yourself with your with your business. And like, if you connect with the right people and I think yeah, exactly, um, it all like comes down to like connection. I think that being, I guess, a bit of a tip for like anyone's brand, whether they're like service-based or product-based, like the connection they're creating for the people they want to connect with is like the ultimate question. Yeah. too. So. And also I think the exchange rate was pretty epic for her. So that helped. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone over in the UK, <laughs> hello. <laughs> love that so very cool can't wait to see it well it's live now so if anyone wants to have a peek it's emeraldandblush.co.uk we'll be checking that one out now on the topic of branding and I always love to ask this question because I'm so intrigued about what what brands people really connect with and what they love about them can you share an iconic brand that you love and why and it could be any brand out there Look, I know we've talked a lot about go-to skincare and you're obsessed with Zoe and I think she's awesome, but I feel like a brand that is everyone knows and loves or you love to hate but you still love is Apple. And I just feel like they're a really good example that everyone's familiar with but you probably haven't thought about it on as deep of a level as I have. <laughs> but they, not only is their design and packaging beautiful their brand is so simple but it's all about their brand experience and I know we've mentioned that a few times now but I filmed a few Instagram videos of me unboxing things and I'm no influencer let's be honest but that unboxing experience when you receive a parcel online is a huge part of 
your brand perception and that brand experience and the way Apple has approached that, it's almost like your own private, what's the word? The AS is it ASMR, the <laughs> silent opening thing, you know, when you peel oh, yeah. the peel the, just, the film it's just off like the, the screen. Packaging, the packaging it's, is like so perfect. It's, it's like so perfect. Yeah. And it's like it's just this experience. So when you, you know, and yeah, I just think that that brand experience is is very clever. Yeah. And I mean, look, they, they've strategically done this, right? So when you think of their brand, you have such high expectations, you place such high value on their product and it means that you're willing to spend the money. Like it's so, they're so expensive, but that's brand perception for you. And it's definitely why they've got the monopoly in the market as well. Like I know I haven't really used any other products except Apple in relation yeah, to exactly. my computers, yeah. that kind of thing, because you know that it's going to provide that amazing experience and you feel it's a pretty good feeling too, like using those products too and everything they provide. So I think, yeah, there's something to be said about that whole unboxing experience. Uh, there's nothing yeah. worse when like you buy something online and you're so excited to receive it. You've spent, you spent money on it and you can't wait for it to arrive. And then it just is a really disappointing, I guess, delivery. Like whether I've that's had just those. shoved yeah. in a packaging bag and it like it almost like cheapens what you've purchased like if I've purchased a dress for example and then it just comes in like a mailer and that's it nothing else with it I'm also it also I feel like it's cheapened the value of what I've just purchased yeah and it just leaves so, a bit of a bitter taste in your mouth you just kind of you're like oh it's just that like you want people to feel excited and like obviously I know startups and small businesses don't have big budgets to spend on crazy packaging like Apple does like that's a given but there are ways to kind of achieve the results that you're trying to feel on a budget and even if you're not an e-commerce business you're a service-based business you can apply this thinking to your own business like think about it when you have a chat with someone what happens next do you send them a proposal like is that how does it make them feel is it really impressive you know like when you finish a project do you send them a little thank you note or that there's ways to kind of incorporate that brand experience into a service-based business as well so that you leave that warm fuzzy feeling in someone's in someone's heart definitely I have to say like as you know I'm like a huge fan of age the fashion label yeah I know I tell you how many age dresses I have (laughs) 10 probably and for those of you who don't live in Brisbane there is like a beautiful store in James Street and I've actually become typical me best friends with the store owner like we're Instagram friends now, official, to the point of I'll even like send her things to get her advice before I consider buying a certain dress. Like she's, yeah, I just I just love the girls there. They're so friendly and just always make you feel amazing when you walk into the store. But I'll tell you a little story. I A couple of months ago I bought a bracelet from Age and took it home and loved it and then the it started to become like really, really loose. Turned out that it was like faulty. And so I took it into the store. The girls were lovely as usual and they organised to have another one sent for the city store to me directly, which was so nice of them. And when I received it, I actually think I sent you a photo at the time. You did, yeah, I remember. um, I got this little card and it had had my name on it and I think it had something like, hi, Morgan, we hope that you love your bracelet as much as we do. If there's anything that we can do for you, please reach out, Queen's Plaza Age. And I was like, wow, like to be like a big brand and to take the time to write, like I know that they're in the store and they probably had the time to write that, but the fact that they did and sent that to me and it was in a beautiful yeah. like really thick branded card and something like that just it just makes you feel good as a customer like yeah I'm going to continue supporting this brand now because they not only make beautiful clothes but they make their customers feel amazing because essentially they want their customers to feel amazing in the clothes they're creating as well so 
Exactly. And now you're sharing that message with everybody. And on the flip side, I've had the reverse happen. I won't say who they were, but I received a package and, you know, the product's beautiful, but there was a little thank you card in the delivery box and I flipped it over and it was blank. And I was like, I just felt so like, it was just the worst feeling. Like, I mean, I'm not offended or anything, obviously, but from a brand point of view, that's so bad. Just don't even put it in there. If you can't be bothered to write on it, don't include it. I just think those small details are so important, especially for a small business when you're trying to like, you know, establish yourself. Totally. And you you just don't want to feel like you're just like another number to them. Like you want to feel like you're a human, which you are. And you just want to feel like valued from a like customer perspective as well. So yeah, I mean, you know me, I could talk about customer and brand experience forever and all day, but I find it, I just find it so interesting to hear like what other brands that people connect with as well. And yeah, Apple's a great one. So good one, Lou. Now I feel like it's time to just throw on a martini story. So I want to ask you, do you have a favorite martini or cocktail story aside from, I guess, drinking espressos with me at lobby bar i mean that's still a cool story but any others that you'd love to share with us i know so many so many espressos over the years to say there's nothing would you agree that there's like nothing better than like just that amazing espresso like when it's just made so well and it just yeah it's delicious it's amazing but if it's not quite right it feels like you're almost drinking like a bit of coffee in a way yeah, I mean, look, it's yeah. a risky move. When you get a good one, they're good. And when you get a bad one, they're absolutely horrendous. So that's all I have to say about that. But I do love an espresso. I think going back to your question, I feel like all my good cocktail stories are not PG rated and not appropriate for this podcast. Yeah, that's all I what can about, say. What about, what about, I do have a fun story. I do have one story to share. So my family was not a family that used to go on overseas holidays by any means. We've never done it before. However, in, at the end of 2019 in December, we did as a family go to Tokyo for the week just before the big C word hit, which was so fun. And one day after like walking around for hours and hours, we, my dad, my brother and my sister-in-law and I went to, went in search of a drink <laughs> and the place we wanted to go to was closed. So we were Googling and we went to this hotel, this high rise I can't remember the name of it but I can look it up for anyone who's interested and the best cocktails of my entire life so we sat along this bar and we could see a full view of Tokyo City and we each took it in turn so there was four of us we each took it in turns and ordered blindly a cocktail off the menu the same cocktail for all of us and we did that four times we had four cocktails each and they were honestly the best cocktails I've ever had in my life so that's definitely a highlight when I think of cocktails it takes me back to Tokyo Pretty there cool. you go, guys. We just need to go to Tokyo on a cocktail yeah. trip. I think we should no make it happen. <laughs> just go <laughs> cocktail hopping in Tokyo. <laughs> no, that was so good. I dream about uh, them. Oh, uh, I love that. Not something that I thought that you'd obviously like Tokyo is famous for so many things, but never thought like cocktails would be there. So, <laughs> if there's an insight um, to me, that, that that's all I can say. <laughs> I was actually just trying to think before because obviously like when we catch up, we're just like, I feel like you're all, you're my espresso friend. No one loves espressos like you do. And I, I have to say, I feel like every time we catch up and have an esp- we always have an espresso and if we don't, yeah. it's just not as good. Like remember no. last week when I ordered a chili mug and it was way too spicy? And yeah, I you couldn't, couldn't even finish it. Yeah, so stick to I those feel like stories. stick to what you know is going to be good, guys. Tell you, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like to branch out too much. So you stick to what I know. And chili, I'm... chili, mar- chili mugs are good. Let's just be clear on that, but not when they fill the whole thing with Tabasco sauce. No, it's a very like the very specific chili mugs we had in use at that time, <laughs> which were 
coconut margs with the chili flakes on top, not the Tabasco. So good. Yeah. And I highly recommend, guys. I feel like the best chili coconut margs situation if you're ever in Nusa. But yeah, look, I feel like there's always a there's always a cocktail story that we can dig up. Yeah. One thing I would love to ask you, like just coming back to Expertini, what do you feel like was the the real highlight of the project? Like once you got dug dug in and started, like obviously once you did start is not where we finished as well. Like obviously we did evolve as the project went. But yeah, what do you feel like the highlight was for you in terms of bringing it to life? We did. I mean, I think for me, working with you just feels natural because it doesn't feel like work. Like we just chat and we like voice note each other and what is actually work doesn't feel like work. But I think at the end of the day, with Expertini and with any brand I launch, the highlight is the launch part when you get to show it off and I get to see how excited you are and people tell you how great it is and like that sounds kind of narcissistic, I know, but it's like me handing over the reins to you so that you can do what you do best. I love that part. So that's no different here, I think. Yeah. Love it. And I loved how it like it did evolve as well. Like I guess like what we started with and I guess like my vision for it, I guess like naturally like evolved by the time we we finished it together as well. So it was definitely a project. And that's probably not a normal thing for projects I work on. Like I'm very process driven and, you know, it was probably a little bit different working with you because we are friends and we've been talking about it for two years and like it's a little bit different. So it did change a little bit, but like that was fun. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think, I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm probably like a good and not so good client in that way too, that like my, my ideas and can take me for a wild ride sometimes, but I guess there's been like a bit of a transformation in my business as well. So it was really like, I guess it was a really like pivotal time and we, I guess started, but yeah. And it all made sense. All of the, all of the redirection and everything made sense. And here we are. You're about to launch. So yeah, it's fun. Um, Yeah. So yeah. So very happy with, yeah, how it turned out. It's very, must say, I feel like it's a very fun brand and really unlike no other, especially, and I guess like the podcast sphere as well. So yeah. And the gifts, I really did enjoy making the gifts. So I hope you will appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. The the Instagram gifts are coming guys. So they probably will be out there for you to enjoy before this episode comes out. So keep an eye for those on Insta, but I guess like diving into a bit of the brand from my perspective, my vision for creating the podcast and expertini was never to simply create a podcast, like being a very brand driven person. It was to, of course, create a brand. I wanted to create a feeling, a community. And I wanted to, I wanted people to feel good about all the interactions I had with us at Expertini. Like I'm quite a fun high vibe person. And that's definitely the experience that I wanted to create with the brand as well. And this goes back to, um, I guess what we were talking about, about branding and harnessing that connection and experience and whether it's a podcast, a business or something else, I don't really feel like that matters. At the end of the day, it's a brand and, and that's what I set out to create. And that's what we've created together, which uh, yeah, it's so excited just to have it out in the world now for everyone to enjoy and hopefully love as much as us. Yes, I think we nailed the brief. Now, I was going to ask you, which I think we probably just covered before, but what is Morgs like as a client hitting you with the hard questions? Um, Ooh. <laughs> well, giving, giving our audience a little insight, I guess, into. I guess a little bit about me on the flip side. Yeah. Like, look, I'll be honest. I am always very hesitant to work with family or friends because I don't know, sometimes family and friends just want a discount or they go to you because they know you, but I'm really passionate about working with someone that wants to work with me because they love what I do, not because 
they know me and they can't be bothered to go and look for somebody else. So I know that you love what I do. So that made it an easy decision. And when we catch up, as I said before, we've been chatting about this for so long anyway. So I felt like I already knew exactly what you wanted and how we could achieve it. So I think, yeah, it was really easy. And, you know, I'm a pretty process driven person. And even if we, we work differently, like I feel like you really respected the way that I do things and, you know, you'd always put things in an email for me so that <laughs> I didn't forget. And yeah, I think you, you were so easy to work with and we're both visionaries and I felt like you valued my input as a creative, even though it was your baby. Of course, always. And for anyone who has an interest in astrology, you'll soon learn on this podcast that I very much do have an interest in astrology. Louise and I are also both Aquarius rising. And if you do sort of delve into astrology a little bit more, I feel like that is what makes us such a good match because we both have so much creative energy and both like highly creative people. I think we really sort of, our our best work comes together in the sort of like idea generation concept sort of part of the process. But then I love just like sitting back and letting you work your magic and like letting you come up with it and you always I feel like you just always go into my brain and you just know exactly what I'm thinking and somehow (laughs) just bring to life exactly what I was thinking and most of the time better than what I was thinking too so I do think like when you look at from a I guess a creative perspective when you're looking at working with people on whatever project it is like I guess um having these sort of qualities I think makes it so much easier if you are a really good fit for each other it just makes the project a lot more fun and like easy and things are in flow and I kind of love that you're a process driven person because I'm clearly not and so (laughs) sometimes I need to be reined in because I'm just so big in my ideas and strategy and vision that like having having it brought back to like a process to follow so that we can actually bring it to life um, is definitely something that I need so I actually love that about you too and I feel like the mix of both I guess equally makes us a good pair for each other so nice to know that like I fit into the good client box tick yes tick check and like it's funny talking about the the astrology like as you know, I've always identified as a Leo. So it's only in the last year that you've introduced me to astrology and I've, you know, worked with Christy. Shout out Christy. I've only recently learned that I have a lot of Aquarius in me and I don't think I fully really understand it yet, but it makes a lot of sense knowing how we kind of just spitball ideas together and talk about, talk about, like we do, we talk about work a lot, but it's fun. And yeah, I think it's interesting that I, I'm a creative with that process part because you, you wouldn't often think that a creative has that kind of structure around how they work. But I think it's also really important because I feel like otherwise you can kind of just wander off with the fairies and just do whatever. But at the end of the day, branding is all about the strategy. And so kind of merging those two facets together is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I think the fact that you have a lot of Aquarius energy, which I could probably give an insight here knowing that. Yeah, let's go. Let's tell everyone what that means. Non-astrology here. So Chrissy, if you're listening, don't (laughs) come at me if I've said something wrong. But from what I've learned through, I guess, like my own astrology insights and being like a big passion of mine and working with Christy. So Aquarius is really, it's big creative energy and it's also imaginative idea generation energy as well. So when you're in that creative space, you're letting the ideas flow, you're sort of letting creative ideas 
relaxing, you're coming back to it, like you're really sitting in, I guess, that creative energy, which I think for you is in your brand conceptual process when you're sort of coming up with brands. And I guess for me, it's when I'm coming up with ideas for clients and working on brand experience strategies and coming up with messaging. That's when I'm in that really creative Aquarius energy. But I think for you having your Leo energy and other aspects of your natal chart, that's when your process aspect comes in. But I actually think both are so crucial in what you do, because if you had hectic creative energy and not the process element, like I'm sure branding projects would go on forever or websites would never get completed or like you keep adding more and more ideas to the mix when you're like, okay, no, we need to rein it in. We need to remember what the strategy is and come back to that. So I actually think that you have both of those skill sets. And I have to say, like you are still really flexible as well. Like you say that you are process driven, but I'd like to think that you're like really easy to work with as well. So in that respect too, especially coming from a non-process driven person. But I, I think having those two qualities together is definitely what I love about you. It's, you probably know this about me too, but I think being a PR person for like over 10 years, unresponded emails like hurts my soul. Like, so I think, <laughs> I think I've learned to realize that like things like that are like, things that I love, I guess, like being able to share things with you and getting your insight like almost straight away and like being able to move forward with an idea and there's a timeline and things like that really give me that certainty and confidence as well. So I definitely think that you've got both of those. Makes Glad to hear. And I, I think you've, I think you've helped me learn to be a bit more flexible, which is awesome. So thank you. Very glad. Now, one thing I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious about this. Not being a designer myself, and I imagine like the audience might be curious as well because I guess like from start to finish, like I guess you share an idea and then you get this piece of magic, which is the brand at the end of it. Is there an element of, I guess, the creative process that I guess you could give the audience an insight into that, like that you go through to, I guess arrive at that amazing brand that you would then share with a client is there a particular process you go through or you just let let it sit with you and then the magic comes to you yeah anything that you can share with us yeah look I think you know every project is so different but that's part of why I like what I do but I think as a foundation having that chat with someone so I think that's why we work so well together because we know each other inside and out and you say oh you just bring my ideas to life and that's because we've talked about it and we've, you know, I understand not just what the brief is, but the why and the, the history behind it and where you want to be and what you want to do in five years and all of that stuff. So that conversation is so important at the beginning of any project. And I think just thinking back to when I used to work in studios, like we didn't do that. The, the account manager would get the brief off the client and the designer wouldn't talk to the client. And I think that that business model is just, it's so risky because there's so much room for error in translation of the feeling of the brand. And we can come back to the feeling of the brand. And the only way that you can understand how a brand is supposed to feel is if you can talk to the person behind it. So every project starts with, call it a brand strategy. I call it a brand strategy workshop. That's a pretty boring technical term, but really it's just like a chat to for me to learn about who you are and for you to learn about who I am and make sure, you know, we're the right fit for each other. But more than that, it's just, yeah, really understanding what makes your brand unique. And yeah, that's the most important step to any project, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it could be like the same thing for like messaging or yeah. like web design too, like getting a real insight into that person is ultimately going to help you like craft the magic that you need to as well. So, but yeah, always so interested in your process. So thanks for sharing that with us. Would you okay. have any advice to someone who really wanted to create an extraordinary brand? Yeah, I and- think it comes back to like 
what we just discussed. So knowing your why, knowing what makes you unique, being open to ideas, challenging the norm. And I know that that's a big part of what you say, like, you know, what's your, what's your martini Mondays? You're not stirred. That's it. Yeah. Like just being a, not being a trendsetter, like trends are boring. Trends are going to date, challenge the norm, be unique, be different. And I think a lot of people don't think about that. They think about what their product is or what their service is, but branding is more about, yeah, what makes you unique and how we can position you and, and trust the expert. That's a good, that's a good one. (laughs) And like, I absolutely love that because I think like, not just from a branding perspective, but from like a copywriting perspective, website perspective, like I see in this business world we're in that we're all just following trends, like whatever templates are trending or what fonts are trending and like what buzzwords are trending. And that's not going to sustain like your business. And that's not going to position you as an expert if everyone else in your industry or out there is doing it. And I just love that. And I think for me too, being such a, I guess, like big creative vision quester person, when I set out to create Expertini, I wanted it to be extra. Like I wanted people to see Expertini and say, oh, wow, that podcast looks really cool because it's different. Yeah, exactly. And I think like when you follow the norm of, of anything that you do, like that's really not going to help you, I guess, become your Expertini because you're just the same, same. So yeah, I love yeah. that from a design and branding perspective too. And I think like not being scared to push the boundaries, like, do something different exactly else. look I follow a lot of designers a lot of designers follow me and I know it's hard to come up with content but I just see it all the time where people are posting their top five favorite fonts or here's some color palette ideas you know and that's fine but like who cares that's not that's not unique to anybody that's not there's no strategy in that there's no you know so I just think you have to be careful sometimes when you want to follow trends or, or or even base the branding about what you like as an individual. Often the brand does reflect who you are. For example, Expertini, like obviously, you know, you're wearing a pink shirt right now for anyone who can't see, but it's it's not about you. It's about, or a lot of the time it's not about you. It's about, it's about the, the brand and the positioning. And I just think sometimes people can get caught up in all of that. So yeah, trust the expert and be open to new ideas. Definitely. And I think don't just pick colors that you love would be my advice. Yeah. You never thought we'd have green in your color palette when we first started working together. No. And to be honest, guys, I'll tell you a bit of a story. I don't really wear pink. Like pink is like, like <laughs> yes, I, yes, I like, yes, I like. Do color, now. I, would, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite color. If I had to choose a favorite color, like before I met Louise, I was definitely, we were actually only having this conversation the other day. I, my whole wardrobe was black or like neutrals. I had no color in my wardrobe whatsoever. So I definitely feel like it was even last week you were saying, I love that I've been like your color inspo. You're now wearing more color yeah. than me, which is really which is funny. True. I'm wearing the black like... shirt now and you've got a pink shirt on. <laughs> but you've got the pink earrings though. So you've got your touch of color. But I, I feel like since it's funny how like, I guess you change in that regard, but like I've got so many pink dresses in my wardrobe now, but it's just all for the branding. <laughs> it's not for me. But yeah, so I think like even little things like choosing a color you like, but not, might not align to your audience as well is so easy to do. So I love that you can really direct your clients on that journey too and point them in the right direction. Direction. They've got the best, your best interest at heart, which I know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Lou. It's been so much fun as always to have such a great chat and to dive into the Expertini brand a little bit more and give everyone an insight into, I guess, working together and what we came up with. Before we leave today, though, I'd love to ask you if you could offer our listeners one piece of expert brand advice, what would it be? 
Well, I think it comes back into what we were just chatting about. So like just know your why and and really understand what makes you stand out and then roll with it. That would be it. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. And, of course, we can't leave without a martini question. Um, (laughs) What do you think of this? Espresso is really the expert on the martini menu. Well, I feel like it would be wrong of me to say no, so I obviously agree with that. I think that you can get some real doozies. There are some espressos out there that I have not finished, but when you do get a good one, the buzz it gives you is undeniable. That would be all I have to say. I have to agree with that 100%. <laughs> and what a excellent point to end on. So thanks again, yeah. Lou. How can our listeners best connect with you from here? Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. My first podcast has been amazing. So thank you. You can find me on Instagram. So Louise Crozier underscore. I had to add the underscore because just to be a bit quirky. Or my website, louisecrozier.com. Awesome. Thanks, Lou. And I'll see you next time, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for another Expertini episode. I just love sharing expert magic with you each week. Before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then tell your biz besties, text Beyonce and leave your best review. And don't be shy, head over to Insta to share your burning ground questions or best martini story with me. I'd love to hear from you. See you next time.